Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Good morning, everyone. It's Natalie Jean, Natalie Jean, Nat. Yes, we're with Chatting with Nat. Today, I have the honor and the pleasure, and I love this woman to death, Bertie, Bertie Bow, CEO and owner of B Squared Management. As the CEO and owner of B Squared Manager, Management, entrepreneur Bertie Bow, passion is helping artists to build their own empires daily. Her philosophy is that if you continually build it, own it, and monetize it, you will always be in the ultimate place of empowerment when you hit each new milestone of your career. When you're offered a seat at the table, be armed with a proven track record and a list of requirements, not a dream, and some requests. I love that so much, and I love her. Love her, love her, love her. Let's give a round welcome to Bertie. Gosh. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I, I love your show so, so much. This is a huge honor for me. Thank you. It's an honor for me. You know, I always, every day I sit down and I and I thank God for Birdie. Because <laughs> you honestly, yes, you honestly, and this is the truth, you honestly have given me so many tools to be able to do a lot of things especially with the social media stuff that I I'm extremely grateful. If it weren't for you, I don't think I would be doing all the things that I'm doing right now. Um, especially with the TikTok, the reels and trying to promo a lot of things. I knew about promotion, but not as deep as I'm doing it now. So I have to say, thank you. Thank oh. you. Very grateful. Oh my gosh. You're going to make me cry. That is so precious, thank you. you. You are a light, a bright, shiny light, and um, it's just been an honor to get to work with you and learn about your amazing mission and all the wonderful things you want to bring to others in this world. So, oh my gosh, thank you. That that makes me so happy. Thank you. Um, so, how did you get started in this whole industry? Oh, my gosh. Um, Well, you know, I started as an artist and um, singer, songwriter, um, was in a rock band back in the day and really had no clue when I got started what to do or how to do it. I just knew that I wanted to do it. (laughs) And um, it's so funny. I was thinking about this other day when I was like 26 or 27. I remember literally like picking up a phone book and just like going through, I mean, phone books were around back then, but like putting, you know, my finger down the phone book, like going, okay, can I find a talent agent who might want to work with me? Like teach me how to get, you know, get started. And I was so clueless. I had no clue. Um, I just knew that I knew how to write songs. I knew I knew how to write lyrics, but I didn't really know if I was a songwriter yet. And um, anyway, it, it started at literally ground zero, and um, I, I taught myself everything. Um, built a band, started touring independently on a dime for about six years, and that's how things kicked off. Wow. Wow. 
I'm sorry, repeat that. You've seen a lot in the music industry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I have these conversations so much with new artists about how the industry has changed so much. You know, they, I never had um, really any female uh, women on my team or any, um, you know, I never knew a female producer at that time. I never knew a female engineer. I never had a female manager. Um, you know, and I just really didn't even know that existed at that time. And I feel like now we've just progressed so much and it's such a great time to be an artist now. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I was talking to somebody else, another artist, and she was telling me how, you know, she went to a conference and it was for music producers and she was the only female there. And that's recently. Uh, mm, And it's, yeah. I think, yeah, we're making strides, but how much more do you think we have to do? Especially, let's talk about country. Country music, they're just yeah. now starting to play more of the females on the radio station. So how far do you think yeah. that we have to go? Oh, my gosh. We've got mountains to go. I mean, we've got so far to go, but... um we have a seat at the table now. We are empowering ourselves daily. I think we we just have to get loud with it. We can't get quiet. And we have to continually show up and make those demands and have those requirements um, rather than asking for, um, you know, having a proven track record and requirements is everything clear and precise expectation and I think that's where we as women have to really think well all all artists in general actually in this space but um especially women yeah (laughs) um what what made you decide to get into the business where you're actually helping other artists um follow their dreams yeah you know um I I never thought anything could match being on stage or performing or that connection that I had on stage with artists. And, um, but it was funny. It was about six years ago now, a friend of mine was um, wanting to get into uh, production, you know, like produce some music. And so I helped him figure out how to find, you know, connect some of the dots together. And it was amazing what happened, what, what resulted from this connection. And he was so elated and so happy, and I got to see his songs come to light, and just his his world really changed, his lifestyle, everything changed like within a, a few months, uh, literally within a year. And um, it just, I, I felt like, oh my gosh, this is even greater than that feeling that I have when I connect with someone on stage or like that one-on-one sort of thing. And I don't know, it just opened this big space in my heart that I really never even knew was there. And I was just like, okay, this is it. I think this is the real passion piece of my life, and I I feel so good in it. And so I just kept going, kept going towards the light. <laughs> I, and, you, and you've done an amazing job with it. Um, so give me the pros and the cons of trying to help artists in this music industry. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, you know, because I was an independent artist for so long, um, I think sometimes maybe I know a little too much, and um, 
I have to remember that in, in ways where I know what it feels like, right, to be on that side, to, to be uh, living day to day, um, just enough money to put gas in the RV, to get to the next place, to play to the back of people's backs in Milwaukee in some tiny bar or whatever. Like those things I feel like I know so well that um, – and then the other side of things, too, like having a small deal with EMI and what it feels like to be on a bigger tour and play Red Rocks and all that. But I feel like sometimes I know a little too much, and so I try to dial that back sometimes and, and really accept each artist's experience in, in the moment of where they are instead of trying to give too much of my own experiences. So that sometimes is a balancing thing. Um, the joy of it is amazing you know it is always um such a pleasure to meet these artists who are doing so many extraordinary things like meeting you and just being so inspired by you and it those things are are immense i do the harder piece of it i think is sometimes um you know uh, convincing artists to say yes more often like don't build up walls like be open to all the opportunities that come your way i've seen amazing things happen i've seen uh i've seen artists who who were on tiny blogs or, or tiny podcasts or, or tiny things that turned into an investor who saw them and, and you know and then right. gave them $20,000 to make a record or so i think the saying yes part is a struggle because um, we're conditioned sometimes that our, as artists to set up walls and to say no or to feel like, okay, I don't want to be judged on this and this because I have to look a certain way or feel a certain way. But um, if you can really open your mind to the yes factor of all of it, it, it's endless, the amount of opportunity. It's just endless. And you know this because you're, you're such a yes person. You You are... You are always in that state of abundance. I know this about you. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I know when I was first starting out in this school music journey, um, you know, you, 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 there are a lot of lessons you will learn. You know, I've been scammed before, and now I do a lot of my due diligence. And there's some aspects where that you yeah. do say, because you need to have that experience. Because in the beginning of all of this, I will tell you, that nobody wanted to, you know, book me or anything because I didn't have the experience. So, you know, so yeah. I had to take the pay to play, which I hate doing. But when I did the pay to play, I, it allowed me to be on stage. And then I could put it in my resume and say, okay, I've performed at this venue. And then once I started doing that, you know, people were opening their doors to me to allow me to yeah. um, be booked. And so I think one thing with this whole pandemic with the live streaming it'll actually allow people to have something on their resume to say, yeah, I performed because like with B-squared management and doing all of those um, performances with, you know, with B-squared as yeah. well as the brewery and all these other places that I've done some stuff, it opens doors for them to say, oh, if I'm ever in your state, you know, um, maybe I could perform yeah. when everything opens up. No, I, I get that. And also, the thing that I found, a lot of people will come to me and ask me, you know, why do you submit to so many songwriting contests or music awards things? And I do it because yeah. you don't know who's listening. You just don't exactly. know. Exactly. Exactly. You, you do not know. Um, yeah, this is this is great segue. Um, we recently had this wonderful workshop with um, yeah. Jason Miller, who's the um, vice president of Live Nation New York. 
And, you know, he books Madison Square Garden, he books Barclay Center, he books Beyonce, I mean, you know, Taylor Swift, blah, 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 on and on. But he, it's such a cute story of how I even met him. And Mm. this was years back um, when my band was just getting started. We just had put out this very first record. We had this, you know, manager who was like, hey, I want you to play at this Tower Records event. You'll be playing at like one in the afternoon. I don't know if anybody will be there, but just, you know, go and play. So we go set up, we play. Um, this is in, you know, I guess this was like back in 2006 or seven. And, um, um, the, we played to like five people, right? Five people. We have our record for sale in there. Right. And so what we play, we end, this guy walks up to me and he's like, Hey, will you sign this? I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. So I sign it. And thank you so much for buying your record. He walks away. Our manager comes running from across the, the store. He's like, Oh my gosh, do you know who that is? That's Jason Miller from, um, you know, at that time he was the head of House of Blues. He's like, he books Red Rocks, he books all the major Colorado venues, and and I was like, oh, I have no idea. Well, anyway, from that show, he mm. booked us our very first opener, and wow. then it went. We were playing to 1,800 people, you know, at the Paramount a, a week later, and wow. then from there, just he just kept getting us openers, openers, and you know, helped get us on tour. But that was literally like playing to nobody. And I think, what if we had thought we were too big for that at that time? I said, no, you know, like, it's, it's, you just never know. And now he's a champion for B-squared and, you know, helping more of our artists, but, um, and has grown to Live Nation at this point now. And just, you know, his career took off too. But it's, it's just the power of saying yes and showing up and being there. You just, like you said, you never know. You never know. You just, you just, Um, I know that I've had some opportunities to collaborate with people through songwriting contests and awards. And some people have contacted me, big people to produce or do whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, yes, definitely. Definitely do that. Yeah. You are doing to- so much too, by the way. I'm just so inspired by you every day. I'm just like, oh my gosh, Natalie, what is you up to today? Wait, Great. I'm in for you. You are the king. <laughs> To do that, you know, teamwork, team, team. You were the key because you know during the pandemic, you know, artists can get depressed or whatever. And I met you, and then you gave me some guidance on a lot of things. Um, so I really appreciate that. Um, you motivated me to get off my booty. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but okay. You were you were always a light through this whole pandemic. I mean, I think that you were a beacon because you continued to show up and you continued to play those shows and to connect with your fans in a real meaningful way. And I know it's been hard for artists this year. It's been so, um, you know, oh my gosh, just taking away that live aspect and the income aspect and Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but hopefully we're at the end of that now, and good things are yeah. ahead. So, fingers crossed. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll we'll segue into the social media uh platforms, which can be so. Oh my God, it's a lot, a lot of work. I say this with everybody I talk to. It's a lot, a lot of work, and you're one of the ones that pushed me to you know, do reels and TikTok, you're like, that's really a good thing for me to do. You know, come up with this idea, and I'm like, oh, my God, Brittany, you're like, oh, no. Um, but, but, right. You know, you know what you're doing. You're, you're 
very right. And, you know, I started to do some TikToks, being a little silly. Uh, with TikTok, I like to use my own music because I, I think sometimes yeah. we're other people's music. Now, if I have my cats on there, I still use my music, but every now and then I'll throw in somebody else's music just to give it a little different flavor, so to speak. Um, what do you think about yeah. that? Do you think it should be a balance of using your own music or and somebody else's music? You know, I think I think it's probably good if you can do a mix because mm-hmm. a lot of what will bring the attention with those covers or others' music is because you know that that's going to have a wider audience, so you get yes. more people um, magnetizing more people in. But I do think it's super powerful to, like you said, use your own and to connect in that way so that um, people get a really good idea of who you are and that you have originality in what you're creating as a creator. I think it's a good mix um, because you don't want to not open yourself to all the opportunities that you possibly can, you know, as an independent artist and getting out there. Um I have these conversations a lot with artists because it is it's a it's a lot more acceptable now than it even was five or ten yeah. years ago you know to, to do covers I mean you, it was usually right. like yes or no it was very clear you know but but now I think everyone understands the power of bringing more people to the table and getting to hear your voice and getting to hear how you're delivering something and what your personality brings brings in I think that especially with an artist like you, someone hears you and then they're like, oh, I want to hear her original stuff. Like, I want to hear what when she's writing or when she's bringing her voice, um, you know, more to the the, uh, picture. So I see both. Um, But, yeah, I get it. I mean, putting others' music before yours all the time, no, I I wouldn't because, um, you know, I think there has to be a fine balance there. Yeah, I have a friend, Valerie, and I'm, in fact, I think they're going to contact you soon, but um, she has a, her oh. son. She manages both of her sons. <laughs> one is EDM and one does almost everything. And so the one that does Ricky Persaud Jr., he does, he, so they're smart. They set out, I think, an hour or two or three hours. That block time is just for TikTok. Yeah. That's it. And wow. so they do a wow. bunch of different videos. Yeah. They just do a bunch of videos. They have the room all set up, backgrounds, all this beautiful stuff. And he does some of his own song. He does the duet thing. He does the stitch thing. He does whatever thing that's on TikTok. They've learned about the algorithms. Yeah. And so by doing that, he's been able, he has over 30,000 um, followers now. And he's really it's good amazing. at what he does. Yeah. Oh, um, amazing. He studies at Berkeley. So he's very gifted. Um, but yeah. yeah. So this this Wednesday, they're having, um, TikTok is having some kind of webinar, seminars, like three hours or something that it, that I'm taking to learn more about um, everything TikTok. <laughs> so I can oh, get my rid- gosh, that's brilliant. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I love that. Yeah, and, this um, is great. You went from yeah. being a little bit hesitant, and now you're like the TikTok queen. <laughs> that is amazing. Yes. I mean, <laughs> One of the things uh, for Sisters in Music, what I've done is taken our um, IG lives and taken like a one-minute clip from that and posting it on our Sisters in Music TikTok page. People seem to like that a lot. So, you know, if they if they perform oh a 
or they say something wise, I put it put on there. I mean, you also introduced me to the whole audiogram thing, so I have to thank you. Now, I'm on two different platforms for that, trying to figure out. Oh, how to, um, yeah. Yeah. The audiograms are really good for our podcast in the sense that, you know, we, I take a, a, a small quote from there and I share it and everybody can say, oh, yeah. maybe I can get on there. Um, so I appreciate that. Yeah. But of course. How, yeah, give everyone a taste. Yeah. So how important is all of the social media stuff uh, for us to be seen and heard? That is so great um, that you asked this question too, because we we keep going back to this workshop with Live Nation, but it was it was really right. powerful, and we talked about a lot of this. You know, we had a lot of artists up there, and they were these were the questions they were asking him, like, does this matter? You know, like when you're booking right. an opener at Madison Square for a bigger artist, are you only looking at the numbers, or what what are you are you looking at? And he was like, you know, it's a mixture of everything, but he said, at the end of the day. It really, you have to understand that the passion for what you're doing will supersede anything else. And if the passion for your writing and your creation and the song and the performance and the way you connect with people and the way you deliver your story is always going to supersede, oh, you have 200,000 followers at um, Instagram or you have X amount of uh, streams at Spotify. He was like, there's still that human element piece that cannot be, you know, it cannot be replaced. And so just because you don't have all of these Spotify followers at the moment or you don't have the, the huge following at Instagram in this moment, do not be dismayed because... Um, you know, we still, as we find new artists and we learn about new artists and we see, you know, new artists for openers, this is what he's talking about, but it's, it's still about that passionate connection with people, however you make it happen. And he was like, some people are really great at doing that through social media because they're just really gifted at that. But, um, basically he was just saying, don't let the numbers outweigh the passion piece and that connection in a real organic, true, passionate way. And you know, it's true. I mean, I see this too. Uh, I recently saw a band that had just been signed with Sony and they, their following was really just like whatever, like, but there, you know, someone saw them live or saw them in an online uh, performance and was like, wow, this really touched me. Like I get it. And so that piece is still um, the biggest thing. I right. think you do have to work on the other, yes, but if you work it in a place from the passion piece, if you're working it in a place from I, I do this just like you do, like I do this because I wake up and I can't, can't not do it and I want to share my story, I want to share my music, I want to share what I have to say, if you show up like that every day without showing up like, you know, oh, I've got to get these numbers up, oh, I've got to, oh, these, I'm almost at 10,000, I'm all, you know, right. stay away from that way of thinking. Stay in the passion piece, and the numbers, I believe, will come, and all the things that are supposed to magnetize to you will come. And um, is it important? Yes, very important. Definitely always working on it. But the writing, the creation, the connection, mm-hmm. the passion, that's number one. Thank God, right? So how do you get somebody that's such an introvert? 
to do some of those social media platforms like TikTok and Reels? Yeah, it's it's a real, um, you know, I always say it's it's got to be a comfort level. It, right. So if an artist is just not comfortable with it in any way, shape, or form, like going live or something, there's always other things we can do to kind of still get that feeling. Either you're posting something that's maybe a still story or it's um, – or it's an inspiration piece or without going live for a while until you sort of get in that comfort zone. But right. I do think that the magic does start happening when you push yourself into places that you haven't felt comfortable before. Um, that's where, you know, that's where the magic happens in anything, whether it's writing a song or a performance or whatever. When you push yourself a little bit out of that comfort level, that's when amazing things are happening. But I don't, I'm definitely not someone who pushes someone like, oh, you have to get on TikTok and you have to do this. And you have to. It's, it's more like, hey, let's figure out a way that feels like you, that you feel good about, that you're comfortable with. Let's figure that out and see where it takes us and, and, and mainly have fun. Have fun. Life's way too short to not enjoy it all. Yeah, no, and the key, the key, well, the one thing that I've learned about all of these, because, you know, during the pandemic, we have the, the, the ability and the time to be able to do all these webinars and these conferences on music. And the key thing is people will gravitate to the real you. They want to get to know you. You don't have to tell them all of your business, but they want to know something on your personal side. They want to be able to say, oh my God, this, this singer, this author, or whoever, they understand me. They get me. Let me follow them yeah. and see what else they have to say. You know what I mean? Yes. A hundred percent. Agreed. And I think that's how you fight through the noise. You know, there's so much noise. There's so, it, it, there's just so much <laughs> on social media. And the only way to fight through that noise is to be truly who you are and to deliver that mission in a real bite-sized way so that the normal thumb scroller that's just going through looking can see it and go, Oh my gosh, like that's, that looks like something I would connect with. So, you know, Natalie Jean and I, Oh my gosh, I'm feeling this. Like she, she gets me. I get her. Like I'm going to go in and push play. And um, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Just figuring out how do I connect that piece? Um, with my mission and my vision. Yeah, and I think the one thing that people need to remember is that some people think, oh, I'm just going to get into it. Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be the star. It's a lot of work. It's a lot oh of my work. Gosh. <laughs> it's so much work. Oh, my Crazy. goodness. I know. I know it's, it is. It's, it's 24-7. I, we, we do sleep, but, my gosh, yeah. it is yeah. it, it's a lot of work and people need to start understanding that, you know, we're just not sitting yeah. here and all of a sudden, oh, we're winning yeah. awards or, or we're writing songs or people want to work yeah. with us. No, we had to work at it to get to a certain level. So. <laughs> it's so true. The the work ethic piece is, is so huge. And um, 
you know that from working with B squared, like that's one of the first things we, we say to, to our artists. We're like, Hey, you know, we're your team. We're going to work super hard, but we're going to ask you to work super hard too. Are you cool with that? Like we're going to blow your, your inbox is going to be cool. Like we're going to ask you to do a lot of work to get there with us, but together we can do it, you know, but it's good. It's everyone's got to be working. And, um, you know, I, I get those questions a lot when artists look at someone like maybe Olivia King who has like 200,000 followers or whatever, and they're like, "How? you know, I went, that's where I want to be, that's where I want to get. And I'm like, that's a lot of work. I will tell you that Olivia King shows up every day. Natalie Jean shows up every day, you know, like, and, and works hard in a big way. And you can get there too, but it's a lot of dedication. And right. um, and I think, I think, it, but it's that same old adage that if you're doing something you love and you're connecting something that's so important to you, it doesn't feel like necessarily work, but it yeah. it, it feels like, um, you know, it's more like time, you know, right. like how do I find the time in my day to make it happen? It's not necessarily like, oh, it's a drudge work, but it's it's really figuring, you know, okay, so you have this many hours you're doing this. Can you take 30 right. minutes off of this and 30 minutes away from the gym and 30 minutes, and you'll and put that into your career, figuring out how to, to manage that time better so you have, the, you're putting the time in for, for right. what's the most important to you. And most everyone, it's their career, you know. So mm-hmm. what is one quote you'd like to relate to our world out there? Or invite? Oh, my goodness. Um, you know what? I'm going to take a quote from Brittany J. Smith, who is the host of our B Square Boost and a fabulous artist. But she says this all the time, and every time she says it, it makes me light up. She says, um, "Be nice, be light." And I think, and she always says, "Being nice is so easy. It's easier than being kind." And, right. and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Like, if we just be nice every day, struggle, you know, uh, the struggles we're going through, the, 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 you know, all of the negativity that's going on in the world and right. all of the sadness this year, and you know, but if we just be nice to one another, oh, my goodness, how much can we change the world if we just show up and be nice? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> so true. People just need to learn to it be is nice. So true. Um, just be nice. Just be nice. Thank you so much for <laughs> you know, I love you. Thank oh, you for goodness. I know you're a busy, 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 busy lady. Um, thank oh, you for taking for I'm so honored to be here. Uh, oh, the honor's all mine. We can go back and forth. The honor's mine. All mine, all mine. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's a pleasure, and I'm it's it's always so fun to chat with you. Uh, I this was just a blast, and I just um, thank you so much for always being so kind to our artists when they're on your your podcast as well. And I know they're just having a blast on your show. And wow, you're just doing tremendous things. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, I owed a, a portion of that to you. So I really appreciate <laughs> everything again that you've done for me. And I appreciate you in my life. I love you, love you, love you lots. Um, thank you again for being on Chatting with Nat. You are awesome. You will always be awesome. You are the biggest light and one of the biggest lights in my life. I want you to know that. And so I'm 
Same so I, here. I, Same here. I would treasure <laughs> us forever. Oh, same here, Natalie Jean. Same here. Love you so much. And um, have a beautiful day, and I'll talk to you super soon. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.